Hello, I'm Scott Hamilton, Rockfile. This podcast is a classic album review of one you should know very well. It is the 40th anniversary of Pink Floyd's The Wall today. Well, of all the albums in my entire life, I have probably listened to this one more than any other. I have owned more copies of Meatloaf's Bat Out of Hell. I mean, seriously, I've had that album on vinyl, cassette, 8-track. I think I had it on 8-track. My dad still had an 8-track in our truck. Um, but, and CD, remastered CD. I haven't, I don't even know if there's like DSD high resolution files of it, but maybe one day. Um, but anyway, long story short, I have Pink Floyd's The Wall memorized. I can tell you, you know, when it's coming up that Gomer Pyle's about to be, you know, surprise, 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 in the background on the TV during one of the songs. There have been many concept albums over the decades, especially in the 70s, and some are arguably better, some are arguably worse, some are loosely based concept albums of songs grouped together because they have a similar theme, and then there are others that are planned out and executed to be an almost theatrical experience, and that was Pink Floyd's The Wall. When you say concept album to me, this is the first one that jumps to my mind. Not Dream Theater, not Genesis, not Marillion. You know, this this is the one that I would say is a concept album that plays like a movie in your head. And as such, it is a stone-cold work of art without any question. It is To most people, their first or second best album up there with Dark Side of the Moon. I am also a huge fan of Wish We Were Here in Animals. That whole period from Dark Side to The Wall, to me, is prog rock, classic rock perfection. Um, I, I love Pink Floyd. But their early days were a bit different. Their later days were a bit different. And this was the album that broke the band up. Uh, Roger Waters was taking a more forceful position as the years went on, and this was his story, so he wanted control of it. But Pink Floyd is a band with four unique individuals in it, and they had their ideas on it. And eventually Richard Wright was fired and came back on as a, as a paid musician instead of a member of the band. But if you listen to the album today... It is still the classic it has always been, but I find that the David Gilmour penned songs and co-written songs are the best songs on the album. But overall, the album is Roger Waters' story brought to life by the band Pink Floyd. Um, He would try and carry that on with middling results to the final cut, which is an okay album, and then when he left the band... The band released three more albums, well, two really great albums, and then the endless one that they released a few years ago was pretty good, but I really like Momentary Lapse of Reason and The Division Bell. But anyway, there has been no concept album that has been edited to within an inch of its life like this one. I mean, when Alan Parker went to make the movie in 1982, he had the template right here on the album, and he did take some liberties with it and change some things and animation and and things like that, but made it even more depressing than it already was. It is not an upbeat story, although, you know, it has upbeat moments. It 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 is semi-autobiographical to Roger Waters, but it's become much more than that in the execution by the band. Between mixing the sound effects, the orchestra, the great songwriting, it is just quintessential listening for anybody who's into classic rock, classic prog rock, prog concept albums, all of those genres. It is, it is, 
yeah, I, there's no better word than quintessential. It is a must listen if for anyone who is getting into those genres of music, it is that incredibly well done. I just gave it a listen. I haven't listened to it in a while. It, Like I said, it is my most spun album of probably my entire life. I have it memorized, but listening to it now with my modern ears and my three decades of radio experience and this podcasting review thing going through my head, I still find no f- flaws in the album. I I cannot fault anything. Their performances are great. It is a grand experiment that worked. A lot of bands have attempted things this large and just didn't quite get there. Um, And there are some great, great, great concept albums over time that I'll do a separate podcast and get into those. But again, this is the one that if somebody said, what is a concept album? I I would hand them a copy of The Wall. Funny story about the wall. Um, I it was forty years ago. I was thirteen years old. Um, it was heavily played on the radio. Another brick in the wall became an international pop single, uh, if you can believe that. Um, and I didn't get my full copy of the wall until the following Easter didn't have much disposable cash back then. Uh, As a friend of mine mentioned, 96 Rock in Atlanta, WKLS, played the entire album all the way through, and we all taped it, and that's what we listened to until I got a proper copy. My parents on Easter morning gave me a vinyl copy. The last few years, as I was getting more and more into music, my Easter basket would have an album in it, and this year it had The Wall in, in 1980, I guess. And There is nothing like sitting down with your parents and listening to your Easter present, your album, and they begin singing things like the worms ate into his brain with your mom and dad, you know, fixing Easter dinner and and getting ready to pick eggs and things like that. So it it was definitely a surreal experience to listen to my family. But when my father passed away back in 1999 and I was cleaning out the house, this album was on his turntable. It was something he still listened to until the end of his days. It for everybody that gets into the wall, it is something different. It is an experience that they don't usually forget. It's like that great movie that you see that you just can't get out of your head. Roger Waters and the band really did amazing work on the wall. I don't think if Roger Waters had done this as a solo album, it would have been as good. I would cite Roger Waters' solo career, which has been all concept albums, and in my opinion, very subpar to anything he did in Pink Floyd. I'm not a Roger Waters fan of his solo work. I'm a huge fan of David Gilmour's work, but he shied away from doing the concept album thing. He wanted to make music. And I think it's like any great album recording. It's the personalities meeting and how they met and how they argued and how they got along that, that crafted the music. Famous story about Fleetwood Mac's rumors is the entire band was getting divorced from each other. There were two couples in the band, and they were getting divorced, and they still wrote the music together and performed together, and they created their their most artistic and greatest album that way. And the same thing with Pink Floyd; they were on the cusp of breaking up. That this was the this was a lot of hardships for them to get through because it is not an easy album to perform. It is not, you know, to put it all together and have it work the way it works, I'm sure took an incredible amount of time. But the end result is a classic that cannot be denied. You should own a copy of The Wall. If you don't, go get one. Uh, download it, buy it. Um, it is just... it. For a rock fan, it has to be in your collection. It is a must-own, a must-listen. Giving it a listen today, 
it's still that good. I, I, I as a, as a reviewer now and a podcaster, I cannot say anything bad about this album. Matter of fact, by today's standards, it's fairly short. It, it almost the two albums almost fit on one CD, so it's not a lengthy two and a half hour listening experience. Go listen to The Wall. If you haven't listened to it in a long time, go revisit it. If you've never listened to it, I don't know who you are. Go go get a copy and go listen to The Wall from beginning to end. Turn off the TV, put down your phone, and get into the oral experience that is what Pink Floyd crafted. It is absolute perfection. So, The Wall, my highest recommendation. Get it. Own it. Love it. Keep listening to it. It's amazing. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. This was a classic album review because it's the 40th anniversary of Pink Floyd's The Wall on November the 30th. And I gave it a listen and thought, you know what? This would be a good thing to review again after all these years. And going back to it, it's still amazing. Please subscribe to my podcast. You can do so on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play. They're streaming on my website, therockfile.com. I have a Patreon page if you'd like to give me some support. I thank you very much for... You this, probably listened to this out of curiosity. Why is he reviewing The Wall? Um, I did listen to the 2011 remaster for technical fans out there. Um, they really did a good job remastering it. They didn't pump up the volume in the volume wars like a lot of remasters in the, in the mid-O's mid of here, the 21st century. Um, it, it holds up very well uh, audio-wise. So, anyway... Long story short, big fan of The Wall, big fan of you, and a big thank you for listening. Listening.